Welcome to the Unscripted Authentic Leadership Podcast, a podcast we're seeking to lead change while also seeking to understand. We're also here as a platform for leaders to come together to unite to develop and empower other leaders in the areas of business, family, and community. I'm your host, Lafayette Lane, joined by my co-host, John LeBron. Today, we are joined by a special guest, Sly Lewis, who has joined us to have a conversation about discipline is the key. Sly has worked with members of Hollywood's A-list from directors and actors to coordinators and producers. He understands the details that goes into creating signature acting sequences. From conceptualizing on-screen action to planning and execution, he has become an avid student of storytelling through action. And today he has joined us right here on the Unscripted Authentic Leadership Podcast. Sly, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, brother. Absolutely. For those of you that do not know, Sly is a professional Hollywood stuntman. And I have to start there. How in the world did you end up in this career field of being a professional stuntman? Well, the, the short story is um, from motorcycle stunts. So that's how it the transition over into Hollywood stunts. So um, we were in uh, Miami, Florida. Miami Warriors is a motorcycle stunt uh, bike crew back then. Over 40 bikes, same kind of bike, all different colors. So if you think about 40 bikes, if it was Honda at the time, everybody had Hondas. You had one or two Ducatis or Suzuki, but the majority, all Hondas, but all different colors, same model. Then we had R1s, same model, different colors. And we used to do shows and music videos and so forth, but mostly it was live shows, traveling, doing live shows. So back when there was no social media, we had to physically go to Akron, Ohio. We went to Jamaica. We've gone overseas, Guam, Saipan. I mean, everywhere you can think of and doing motorcycle stunts and exhibitions. And we were doing one in Coconut Grove, Miami, Florida. And a coordinator came to us and was like, hey, we want to use you guys. And I, there we, we combined with Triple Extreme, which is Kyle Woods and um, uh, Brock Catranio. So we we teamed up with those guys. They were doing the show, we were doing the exhibition. And the guy was like, man, we want to use you guys. We use you guys for a movie. And you were like, yeah, we heard that before. Because you heard it so many times. We've done so many music videos, didn't get paid, or we did get paid, but it's peanuts when you breaking your bike. You got to go to the hospital, stitch yourself up, whatever it is. By the time you get paid and you pay out all those expenses, it's peanuts. So finally, we actually got on a, a project. It was Too Fast, Too Furious. Thank you very much, Artie Meleshi and Denise Gallo, by the way. Yeah, they, they put us on that on that show. And actually, I wasn't supposed to be. In, I was going to be in, but I took a different avenue. They wanted a friend of mine. His name is Robert Marley. So they wanted him for his look. Yes, the son of Bob Marley. So they wanted him for the look. He had the dress and they wanted him for a specific scene. If you ever see Too Fast, Too Furious, the scene they wanted him for was to walk across the street when the two cars went racing by, Paul Walker and Tyrese. And he's like, yo, what's going on? Like that type of action. Everything changed at the last minute. We did the opening scene and we drove uh, some cars. We jumped out of the way of the cars when they're racing. But I went with him to set and show the video. So they said, hey, Robbie, what can you do? So he had a video. But I said, Robbie, before you go to set, I need you to put me in the video with you, every video that we did together. So we're doing handstands, wheelies, indoors, whatever it is. And when he presented the video, they were like, who's that? That's me. They were like, who's that? I was like, that's me too. They said, like, well, are you available? Absolutely. 
So that's how I got in. They had a whole bike crew there. They had a triple extreme, a zoo crew, and Miami Warriors put their whole big bike scene, but it would take away from the cars. So that got truncated down. Luckily, I did what I did because I went through a different avenue. So that's how it became something, how I started getting in. It's called Tap Hartley. It's a specialty start area. So I was able to go through, uh, get a waiver. It's like a waiver to be in the union to get SAG. And Denise Gallo, she was my angel. I didn't know this female from anywhere. She just said, hey, I'm going to put you in this movie. Come again, come again. And I came. She put me in. I didn't sign any paperwork at all. She did all the paperwork for me. And I'm like, I was like, oh, what do I sign here? She said, don't worry about it. You need to go SAG, pay all of this, pay your dues. I said, okay. She did everything for me for a year. So after that movie, I would call her. She do all my paperwork over the phone. And finally, she showed me how to do everything. And yeah, she was my little angel for sure. Wow. That's crazy. What a story. <laughs> so I always think it's interesting to listen to the beginning of something like the progression from mm-hmm. essentially something you love or basically nothing, right? You're just kind of doing things because you love to do it. Exactly. And then how it leads you to to other things, or I would say maybe a purpose or calling that you feel like you've had, but you didn't know that early on that this gift you had of whether it was stunting on motorcycles or some people have speaking or whatever they're just good at mm-hmm. and just have a passion for, how that can lead to big things if they pursue it. But so many give it up because they're like, well, mom said I should be an engineer, right? right, right. <laughs> and well, so forth. So um, that's that's amazing. And yeah, it, 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 uh, from just tapping into what you just said, I didn't know there was an actual career for a stuntman. I mean, we all watch, well, in our, in our time, we watched the TV show called The Fall Guy. And he was like a stuntman driving that pickup truck, you know. But it didn't... It didn't tap in to say, oh, that's an actual career. You're watching TV, so you think he's an actor, right? So we're all fooled by the camera to think that the actor is doing everything. So even in today's world now, the actor is still the action guy, right? You have some actors that are very talented, very gung-ho, and they do a lot of their stunts. But ultimately, there's a stunt team there for all of the action. Right. So we're the unsung heroes, not the credit, not in the fame, you know, but we're there on set and getting it in. And I never knew that was even a career field. Like I, the reason why everything kind of falls into place, if we go back stories like bicycles, BMX, roller skating, I skate run as a kid, uh, military, uh, doing Miami SWAT with Dexter Fletcher, like, you know, all these different avenues that I've been doing, music, dance and all of that, that all plays a part in stunts. Because you need timing. You need rhythm when you're doing these fight scenes. You need timing when you're about to get hit by a car or you're jumping over something or you're doing a fight combination and you need air awareness or gymnastics. You know what I mean? When you're doing tactical, you have that military background or you have that discipline from the military. Listen, I got to wake up. I have to train. I have to eat a certain way. I have to function a certain way. I have to be professional a certain way, whether I'm upset or happy or sad. I have to put those things aside because now lives are on the line when you're actually doing your job, right? So we have a smaller window of of error, you know, in our job because it's almost, it's, it's live. You guys see different recordings of it, but for us, it's live every time. And they're doing different angles and they'll get you that certain angle that looks best for camera. But for us, it's live every time. 
Go ahead, man. So when you're doing these stunts, what what is going through your mind? Because you just tapped into it a little bit. That word discipline. Right. It takes a certain level of discipline. Of course, uh, I would say gifting to do what you do. Everyone can't do it, right? Um, what what level of discipline? Where did that come from? To have that discipline to stay ready, to stay in shape, to be able to do all of these, you know, extraordinary things that you do that we see on film. Well, a lot of it came from my my older brother. So I always emulated him. He was like my superhero. Like, you know, he used to rap. I wanted to rap. He would dance. I wanted to dance. Then he would dress a certain way. I wanted to dress a certain way. Then he would put his clothes a certain way. I wanted to put my clothes a certain way. He went into the military. I went to the military. So now I'm following his steps. And slowly but surely, I can see that he does certain things a certain way. So I started to emulate him in a, in a sense. And then now I made my own lane. So now I've taken it to, I'm an extremist. So I took it to another level, you know? So if I'm going to do anything, I take it to that next level. So my discipline is out the window. If I have to train, no matter what I am training. Like I said, I live in Miami. I live in LA as well. But at the time I was living in Miami when I started, and it's a party town. And a lot of my friends would party two, three, four o'clock in the morning. I'm in the gym five o'clock in the morning, no matter what. Sometimes I wouldn't even sleep. So that's gym. If I had to uh, reading something. I'm reading that. I'm not going out, you know, to every party. I would read. Uh, whether it's eating, I don't drink. I don't do any drugs. I don't even take pain medicines after surgery. Once I have my surgery, pain meds, I tell them I don't even want them. They said, trust me, take them just in case you need them. I don't take it because I want to know how long it's actually taking my body to recover. So if I was to get this injury again, or if someone, a friend or a colleague was to get that injury, I could say, hey, about two weeks, this is going to happen. About four weeks, this is going to happen. You know what I mean? So you know how to take it easy. Don't go too hard on yourself. So things like that. Wow. That's incredible. So how, okay, I've noticed, <clears throat> I was on your website. Uh-oh. And you do, it looks like you probably do about three to four movies every year. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess. Just by the, you had the dates and there's a, if anybody Copy. goes slylewis.com, there's a long list of, Actually, no, it wasn't on your website. I think just through Google. If you Google, I, yeah. I, I am BD or whatever that's called. Mm-hmm. It had like a list of like 60-some movies. Basically, you've been doing them since I was in high school. <laughs> and so hats off to you. It's been it's And all of Thank our big. Brother. Thank you, Thank you, brother. Yeah, and you look great for um, 32. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and also, side note, before I get into the question, my two of my favorite series of movies is... Mm-hmm. The Rocky series, okay. including the Creed movies, and okay. I saw you participate in that. Yes, sir. And yeah, and then um, the Bad Boys movies, I've loved forever, and you participated in that. Then at least yes, the new sir. one. And yes, sir. so that that's cool. Um, two of my favorite series of all time. But anyway, so going from movie to movie to movie, they all have different requirements. I'm sure different yes. things. There's got to be times in life when we you're, just because things are going well for your career doesn't mean that there's not life situations, family, all of those things, things that derail so many people, whether they're entrepreneurs, nurses, whatever. How, what is this key for you to stay focused through all the adversity? Um, I, I would take it back to upbringing mm-hmm. and, and a hard, uh, strong family background. 
some really close with my immediate brother above me, Sly Lewis. Um, super close with my mom. So just having that stability. And I'm the only one that I live away from my entire family. No one lives where I live. Everyone's still up north, New York, Maryland, like even North Carolina, trickle down to North Carolina. But mostly the heart is way up north. I'm the only one by myself down in South Florida. Everybody's like, where's your family? Up north. But I've learned how to be strong by going into the military. Because in the military, I shipped out 18. I haven't been home since 18. But you also learn how to pick up, go somewhere, start fresh, don't know anyone, don't know, don't even know the territory, start fresh and make something of yourself there. Then I had to ship again to another location. You know, then you go to Portugal, then you go to Korea, like you go to different places and each time you're picking up and starting, picking up and starting. So that gave me the strength to pick up and start around no matter where I am. And no one, I'm not going to curse, but no one cares. Let me not say care. No one really understands what you're going through. And it's not important to them. It's important to you. So if you if you order a pizza to your house, but that person is going through something, you're hungry. Your kids are hungry, your family's hungry, or your friends are hungry. You order that pizza, it should be there within a half an hour. You don't want to hear, oh, he was sad because he broke up with his girlfriend. Like that doesn't apply to you and your life. So you know what I mean? It affects your life, but it doesn't apply to your life. You know? So I learned that a lot of things that I'm going through, it, either someone, they cannot help me in that situation or it doesn't apply to them. So they don't care, right? So I say, you know what? I can't project whatever I'm feeling or going through on someone else. I'm here to do a job. I have to do this job. So whether I'm sad, I had a lot of uh, family members pass away in one year and I still did my movies and then flew home to go to the funeral and then flew back back on set. You know? So it's it, like it doesn't stop. If you're if you're tired, that clock doesn't stop. You know, your kids don't stop being hungry. Your wife doesn't stop needing anything for, to help the kids. You don't stop to pay the bills. Like it doesn't stop. So you have to learn how to turn that on, not stop. I love your shirt. I can't stop looking at it. Oh, yeah, that's that's the shirt right there. And I want to tap into that. Because your shirt says, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Got it. Yes, sir. And there are so many people that are waiting for an opportunity, but they have not prepared for it. They want to get ready after the opportunity is presented. And it's, it's that lack of preparation, right? When preparation meets opportunity, then you will have success. Yes, so you're not having that... Uh, reactive preparation. You're having that proactive preparation. Speak to our audience, man, about staying ready and, and so you don't have to get ready. Um, it helps me in my career field, like um, tapping to what John said, working on different projects. You don't know what's coming. So if you sit there and you train basketball because this is a basketball movie coming out and they say, okay, we need you to drive this truck. You're like, man, I can dribble a ball. I haven't been practicing them driving trucks. So any and everything you see in the movie that has to do with any type of action, someone running through the mall and gets pushed. You always see that, right? The chase scene, someone gets pushed. That person getting pushed is a stunt person. So now you have to learn how to fall, right? But make it look like someone just bumped you and fell. But the, the hot dog stand guy, you got to watch how they move and, and maneuver and know how they 
pedal device on the hot dog ones, or if you're standing up, how you're going to fall, how you do everything, and you have to fall accordingly. Drive a boat, um, fight, different different styles of fighting, boxing, karate, you know, combat, brawling, you know, jujitsu. You have to learn these different techniques and styles and move the same way. Tactical, whether you're shooting, everyone likes the John Wick series, but that's shooting. Tactical is slightly different, you know, Zero Doc 30 and those things are like tactical, you know? So uh, air awareness, falling from high falls, falling out of a moving vehicle. These are things that sometimes you can't even practice. There's no place, there's no place to go and say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna learn how to fall out of a window on fire, but hit my mark on the back. It's blind. Just that's something you don't practice. You know, you don't have that, you don't have the you know, I mean the tools to practice that. So a lot of things we learn on set. So no matter what I'm doing, I take everything serious, no matter what I'm doing. So the discipline of it, I had this podcast today. I'm gonna come here at five o'clock, make sure I have everything set. So I'm not late for you guys' podcast. You guys have a family, you're in a t- different time zone, right? I have to make sure I'm, I have to make sure you guys are doing what you need to do. So I don't want to take away from you guys. You know, you have your thing set, your family, everything going on. I, I have to do my part. If I do my part, everything should run smoothly. So that's how I think of everything. Do my part so everything runs smoothly. I do not want to be, I don't mind being the weakest link and learning, but I don't want to be the one that holds everyone up by not doing my part. So I do my part to, to my best of my ability. I can vouch for that. Even when we were setting this up, Sly was highly focused on not just the time, but also when he would be able to have the proper Wi-Fi's or the equipment to do the right show, the background aesthetics, all the things he's thinking about. As someone who doesn't podcast, right? Although you do film, still, it it, it was, it was, I don't, as, as a podcaster who interviews a lot of people, Right. We get a lot of different personalities and, and levels of preparation and some are not less prepared than others. And so it was very evident that you were give, definitely wanting the effort and appreciating the even the opportunity just by we could tell that you had appreciation just oh, by sure. the level of of detail that you had. And so it was it felt good to us. But do you have <clears throat> I would assume so sort of a set of non-negotiables. I find people who are highly disciplined, they have certain things that are just the non-negotiables, whether it's a morning workout or a specific food routine, that no matter what, these things, nothing's getting in the way of my 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. time or something along those lines. Um, I do have a lot of those non-negotiables. My little bro, I call him my little brother because we've grown together, uh, tremendously uh flip rodriguez mm-hmm. he kind of he kind of tapered some of my stuff down he's like bro you don't have to be like that all the time <laughs> like, <a robot>. <laughs> like you gotta relax sometimes but like you said i don't miss the workouts i don't miss um the training opportunities that other people just don't understand you know um but i've learned to i wouldn't say miss them but i would kind of I kind of I kind of let it slide a little bit and and I'll do something that other people might want to do. I compromise. Mm. You know, but I still get it in. like discipline. 
last year, my challenge was to do 100 push-ups every day for the month of January. Every month, I added 100. So at the end of the year, it was 1,200 per day. Mm. I didn't let anything deviate me from that plan. Mm. But it helped me. It wasn't to get muscular. It wasn't to get extremely strong. It helps me with time management. Mm-hmm. Right? And then focusing on other things. So if I'm doing 500, I only did 100 so far, and I know I have to go to this dinner or I have this, this movie premiere or something like that, I have to um, have my time management so I can knock this out before 12 a.m. So 11.59, if you don't make it by 11.59, you lose the whole challenge. Mm-hmm. Not one day. Not, oh, I mean, you know what? I'm going to do 20 tomorrow. No, you can't add that 20 tomorrow because it's per day. You know what I mean? So that's the type of discipline that I carry. And I carry it over to everything I do. And I, I, know, I notice I have, to, I have to scale back a lot. A lot of my friends say, listen, people are not like you, bro. They don't like, you know, they don't live the way you are. Like it's easy to you because you, I never stop moving. Everyone says, how do you stay in such good shape? I don't stop. Once you stop, it's hard to get back into shape for anyone. So if you never stop moving, you're not, you're never out of really out of shape. Whether it's reading, playing the piano, Mm -hmm. uh, preaching, if you never stop doing it, you're on point. You're firing on all cylinders, you know? Yeah, and I think part of the non-negotiables doesn't mean it has to be in a specific time frame. It's just that like five o'clock in the morning type of thing. It's just that it has to be done. Right. Because so, for example, I started a workout routine because I was not happy with my energy level. I have an accountability person. I have to do one every day just to get in the routine for a whole month. Uh And so today I haven't done anything yet. I'll get home. It'll be 11 p.m. And then I'll knock it out, shower, go to bed. Right. And because and I don't like doing it. I hate working out. But I, I told him I'd do it. I messaged him before the, this podcast that, hey, uh-huh. don't message me because it'll be like, I'm, I'm doing it. It's just going to be late. It's that sort of thing. Or reading. People say, right, I don't right. like to read. I'm like, just guarantee yourself one page per day. You can't say that you can do two hours a day. But for me, it's one page a day. Right. I Most days it's 10, 20, 50. But you can do at least one. Even if you're the busiest day ever, you can do one. Yeah, you set smaller goals. Personal accountabilities to stay. Right. It's easy That's... to keep reading if you've opened the book every day of the year, like you said. Go ahead, Lockie. Oh, no, bro. You were fine. Yeah, that's he, he hit it on the nails. Like no, my absolutely. dieting, everyone thinks I'm always on a diet. I eat Haagen-Dazs ice cream <laughs> and, and Famous Amos chocolate chip cookies almost every weekend. Wow. But if I'm on a diet, if I'm dieting, I don't have it at all. And people say, hey, what's your cheat day? What do you have for your cheat day? There's no such thing as a cheat day. Are you guys married? Yes. Yep. <laughs> so I cheat my workouts, my training, my clothing, whatever I'm doing, my diet. Think about a marriage. Is there a cheat day in a marriage? Should be. Not if you <laughs> on, want to stay Thursday. married. Yeah, on <laughs> Thursday, can you say, hey, babe, I'm going to go cheat with this person? Right. No, you can't do that. So they're not a cheat day. If your diet, your diet should be a goal diet, three months, six months or so, not a life diet because your body acclimates to whatever you're eating and then is no longer tricking the body and the muscles. So I only diet when I need to diet. Mm. There should be no, no, sir. I don't know where that cheat day thing came from. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> then it makes sense. 
you're planning yourself to fail. You know, I'm gonna fail this week on Thursday. Why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, you can't cheat on a test. Mm. Take a test. I know I'm gonna cheat on question number 37. You can't do that. There's no cheat day. Right. <laughs> yeah. We we've talked about discipline, but I want to tap into. I believe there has to be a level of fearlessness that you have to have to do what you do specifically. Because you're talking about um, being, you know, timing on not being hit by a car. Like how, because <laughs> I, 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 I want to ask you, like, have you ever experienced any injuries? 1,000%. Okay, so like, yeah, just, just tap into that, man. Because where did that come from to have, like, okay, I'm literally putting my life on the line but I don't have that fear or if it's there somehow you're able to push past it and still perform these crazy stunts. That's a question I get uh, often is you're not scared. You're fearless. There is fear. The easiest stunt to the most complex stunt before I just before I'm going to do it, not knowing that I'm going to do it, knowing I'm doing it fine. I have to do this next week. I'll do it tomorrow. I'm gonna do it in an hour. No problem. But when I'm geared up and getting ready to go, the heart starts pumping, starts beating a little bit. That little, it's a little bit of fear and a little anxiousness at the same time. But as soon as the word action happens, goes away. It's like three, two, boom, and it's over. As soon as they say action, it's it happens every time. It lets me know I'm still alive. It lets me know that I still care. If I stop feeling that little, like it's like butterflies slash fear, if I stop feeling that, then I'm like, whoo, maybe I shouldn't be doing this anymore. But as a kid, every day I came home with a cut. Elbow, knee, head, chin, lip, eyebrow. My father said, listen, if you come home with another cut, put you on punishment. You can't be doing this to your body. You got to take care of your body. So as a child, it seems as if now that I've been preparing to be a stuntman, I was just a wild child having fun, <laughs> you know, shin scrapes. I mean, everything. I, I've, I've had a lot of injuries growing up and I've learned that I don't like to fear anything and I hate to be in pain or I hate to show the pain, physical pain. And I always wonder when you get cut and you feel the pain, what is the body actually doing to send you that pain notification? Because if what you did didn't actually hurt, because I've been cut before and looking at it, it doesn't hurt, right? Then I've been, I stubbed my toe on a coffee table and I'm in pain, you know what I mean? So I'm like, why does that transfer differently? And this one is like, I'm gashed open, you know? So I, I tap into those things. I don't. Most people don't like cold. I take freezing cold showers. But I'm used to it growing up. Sometimes we didn't have hot water. So you had to get used to it. Or your brother would play that joke on you. Whoop. Ma! Right? So now I got used to it. So if you don't get a reaction from me, they stop doing it. Turn the cold water on. I just sit there. No problem. Cold plunge. No problem. So now I've acclimated to these things, these uncomfortable things. As my little bro says, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I do all the things that make you uncomfortable. No one wants to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I hop up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Right. No one wants to eat right. No one wants to say, no, nope, I'm not going to smoke or no, nope, I'm not going to have a drink. I'm always the oddball. The average person goes for Let's go for a beer. Now I'm OK. You don't drink? No. I'm an adrenaline junkie. Like if I'm off, <laughs> it's going to be a bad outcome. You know what I mean? 
it'd be very bad. But to answer your question, Lafayette, yes, I've had some injuries. Mm. There's, fear, there's fear there. Um, I, I changed the fear into fun or into a challenge. How can I do this without getting hurt? How can I do this? How can I show someone else how to do this by just verbally talking to them? And they get exactly what I'm saying and they do it and don't get hurt. So it's controlled chaos that we deal with. It, to you guys, it looks crazy. It's controlled chaos to a certain extent. Some things is we all doing it for the first time. And we have to prepare as best we can and think of all the possible outcomes. And usually one of the usually one of those outcomes is what happens and be like, be prepared for that. Once in a while, you get that one like, wow, how did that happen? Car crash, you cannot tell where the car's gonna land. You can do the same car crash. I'm gonna do a T-bow. The car should spin out and land four feet that way on a 45 degree angle. You do it again, it may land on the side. You do it again, it may, it's just, that's that's the, the part that I love about the industry of stunts. You, you do the same stunt on another movie, it's not the same. Different person, different timing, different feel, different energy. It's the same thing, but it changes. Every, every single time you do it, it changes. Very cool. It's fun. So I know we're getting close to a wrap up. Mafia will <clears throat> take care of that in a minute. But so I'm sure everybody has their questions on their mind. Any questions? Who's your favorite famous people that you've met that you've worked with? One of the favorite. I'm gonna give you two. Yeah. Whoa. Whew, I gotta go three. Uh, you can go Paul, five. I don't care. No. There's no limit. <laughs> Paul Walker was awesome. Okay. Paul Walker, like down, like, awesome. I've seen him do like so many things for fans, like out of this world super cool guy like from day one like he's yeah. the, the uh like chuck taylor's or, or vans kind of guy yeah all the time super cool jeans and a t-shirt all the time mm -hmm. dwayne johnson mm. awesome guy yeah. i've met him i've worked with him on in different careers which is what's cool we mm. have mutual friends but i've seen him on different you know what I mean? Different avenues. Like, oh, this is yeah. life. This is doing truck stuff with his vehicles. This is on set. This is a... always the same. Mm -hmm. Always, always. This. I've... And I'm not going over how he treats me because mm -hmm. everyone asks me that question, but in stunts, it's different. If mm -hmm. I met you, John, in the street and you're going to have something to eat, like, hey, how you doing, brother? Like, hey, how you doing? But if we're doing a movie together and your life is on the line, and I'm the person that's saving you, you're like, Sly, good morning. How you doing, brother? So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a lot different because we're, mm -hmm. we're a tight net family for yeah. six months, you know? Yeah. You see me every single day. I'm working with you on guns, falling, like fire, whatever it is. So it's a different kind of communication. So they treat me different. I go off of how they treat me as well as how they treat that PA that's just there to help out. Or that person in the street that's yelling, oh my God, I love you. You know, I've seen these people go above and beyond. Will Smith, top-notch guy, yeah. top-notch guy. He, I've seen him walk on set on Bad Boys. He walked on set and said hi to everyone by name. Hmm. I'm talking about the guy holding the, the light, the electric mm -hmm. guy in the background, the caterer, mm -hmm. the PA by name. And then goes, okay, now what are we doing? Let's, get, let's go shoot. Mm -hmm. He addresses everyone. So I've seen those, those guys are top notch. I've been a big fan of his for a long time. Very cool. Yeah, it just elbow. That's amazing. Cool, cool. I mean, 
I got a long list, brother. <laughs> a yeah, lot of people, sure. a lot of people are super cool. I got one that a lot of people don't believe is Michael Bay. Okay. Awesome guy. Awesome yeah. guy. Director. Awesome guy. He has his yeah. ways. Awesome guy, though. What was your favorite movie that you performed in? <laughs> easy. The Tomorrow World. Bing. That's my new one. That's easy. I was waiting for that question. <laughs> Is that again? I, was wait, I was waiting for that one. What was it called again? Bam. The Tomorrow War. That's my new favorite movie. Bam. The Tomorrow War? Yeah. Now, I would, I would say uh, Too Fast Too Fair because that's my first movie. Like, uh-huh. legitimate. Like, actual in the union yeah. and everything. That's the set it mm-hmm. off. That's my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, Fast Five. Because mm-hmm. that's when I that's when I won my, my first stunt, stunt award, so mm-hmm. so that's why those are my babies, whatever. But congrats, people in the industry know why I saved the tomorrow war. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's like Tom Brady. What's your favorite Super Bowl? He said the next one. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Yeah, for sure. Okay, for sure. That's a good one. We always wrap up our show with a last segment called Off Script. Okay. We ask our guests to leave our audience with whatever is on their heart that they want to leave the audience with. Doesn't have to have to deal with the topic. Just whatever's on your heart. Give us your off script moment. Um, my off script moment would be um, making a difference in someone else's world that you do not even know on a daily basis. When you if you interact, with, it can be a simple hello, calling someone by their name. You know what I mean? Opening the door to someone, the pay it forward kind of moments. Those kind of moments is what I would say. I would like to if everyone started to do that the world would be a little different. It's just showing you care on a different level. It has nothing to do with your financial status. It's just doing these little things that can help one another out, which is, I think, if everyone did that, the world would be a lot better place. Listen, stay connected with Sly on Instagram. Follow him at Sly Lewis, S-L-I-L-E-W-I-S. Also, check out his website, www.slylewis.com. Easy to find. Easy to find. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. This has been an amazing conversation with Sly on Discipline is the Key. Stay connected with us here on Unscripted. You can follow us on all social media platforms at Unscripted Leadership. Check out our website, unscripted-leadership.com. Our podcast is available on all streaming platforms. If you want to continue to help us with our mission and empowering leaders to develop their business, family, and community, you can do so on patreon.com backslash unscripted leadership. And there it is. Check it out. Check out. We've had Flip on the show recently. The man behind the mask. Those that are watching. That's my little bro. Check him out. He helped me. He helped me as much as I help him. He doesn't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. American Ninja Warrior. Those of you listening, go back and check out that episode as we discuss the man behind the mask. Always oh, going stunts, even in the book, going stunts. Absolutely. As always, we pray that you be the leader that God has called you to be. We're here to build bridges and not walls. Bridges connect and walls divide. Until next time, God bless you.